Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 12, how to stop breastfeeding. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Breezy Babies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is so fun for me to record these episodes and just imagine you, wherever you are listening to this, walking away hopefully with tangible tips of how you can improve your life (laughs) with breastfeeding, with parenting, with your baby, becoming a new mom, all the things. My goal with this is to help ease your transition into parenthood. And sometimes, honestly, it's really tricky for me to find time to record this podcast because I am a mom myself. I have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old. And my older two are girls. They have returned to school recently, but not really because it's only two days a week that they're back in school. And the other three days, I have been given the fun task, whether I wanted to or not, to homeschool them. So it's been really tricky finding a new balance in our lives with trying to keep our house from not looking like a complete disaster every day with people being home all day, every day. My husband also works from home now, which is really great. We love that he works at home and that we can see him throughout the day, but it's really tricky to keep a house from not looking like a bomb has exploded (laughs) when, you know, five people are home all day long. So I just love to picture you wherever you are um, listening to this podcast and the tips that you can learn here and help to improve your life as a mom as the person who takes care of a young baby in your life and hope that this is benefiting you and helping you to ease your transition into parenthood. I have another fun topic for you today. I want to talk about how to stop breastfeeding. (laughs) And again, this might be kind of an interesting topic um, that you might be surprised that a lactation consultant is talking about. But just as much as I talk people through starting breastfeeding and helping them to figure out how to ease into that role, another important part of my job is to help families learn how to stop breastfeeding or commonly called weaning. And a lot of times people think that a lactation consultant wouldn't help with that because we only just want to promote breastfeeding, promote breastfeeding, promote breastfeeding. But there's so many situations where breastfeeding um, maybe just isn't a good fit for some families. Maybe, um, for example, a mom needs to have a surgery or take a medication that is not compatible with breastfeeding. Um, I've even helped moms through, um, really just so many situations where breastfeeding was no longer a good fit for their lives. 
And also, this includes families who are at the end of their breastfeeding journey. They've made it to their goal, and they've decided that it's time to end their breastfeeding journey, but they don't know how to do it. So this is for all of you, no matter where you're at in your journey, if you are towards the beginning and you have to unexpectedly stop breastfeeding, or if you are at the end of your breastfeeding journey and you know it's time to stop, wherever you're at, this podcast is going to help you know how to safely and effectively stop breastfeeding or wean your baby in a way that will leave you comfortable and it's going to be a little bit of a smoother process for you and your baby. But before I dive into that too deep, I want to share a little thought with you today. Something I was thinking about today and also yesterday as well was the thought that food is medicine. And of course, medicine is still important as well. But I want you to think about food as being fuel for your body. Um, If you put good fuel into a car engine, it's going to run really well and really smooth. If you're putting bad fuel into a car, then it's not going to run very well and it's not going to last very long. The same is true for your body. Sometimes we think of food as the enemy or something that we're fighting with or something that we are trying to resist. But really, I just like to think about what food is going to make me feel healthy and strong after I eat it. But listen, here's the thing. I still love my ice cream and my sweets and not every day is perfect for me. But when it comes to teaching my kids about how to put good fuel into their bodies Every day, if I asked my little four-year-old, hey, what do you want for lunch? He would for sure 100% respond every single time, I want mac and cheese, (laughs) without a doubt. So what I ask him is, okay, what is a good fruit or veggie that you could eat on the side of your mac and cheese? And he'll say watermelon or an apple or some carrots, you know, something that he likes. And then while I'm preparing the mac and cheese, I will serve him the cut up apple, for example, and have him snack on that while the mac and cheese is cooking, because otherwise he will literally sit down and eat an entire box of mac and cheese. But if he snacks on an apple before um, he sits down to eat the mac and cheese, then he has a reasonable portion size and I can feel good about that as his mom. So my point to you is think about the fuel that you're putting into your body. Try and think for your next meal, what's a good fruit or veggie that you could add on to the side that's going to give your body some good fuel? Because if you take care of your body, then you can then turn around and take care of your baby. But you got to take care of yourself first. All right, phew, was that super long or what? I know you are so ready to talk about weaning, so let's jump right into it. My tip number one for you is I want you to ask yourself, is it the right time? Are you ready to start the weaning process? And what about your baby? Your baby is an important piece of the puzzle as well. So most babies are not ready to self-wean before 18 months. 
So you may decide that you are done with breastfeeding and many moms will reach out to me and say, oh, my baby, for example, just turned one year old. How do I stop breastfeeding? Will they just stop on their own or do I need to do it? Chances are is, um, is that if it's before 18 months, you are going to be the one to start the weaning process. So think about the best timing for you both to wean and don't feel pressure to do it right at one year of age. Because did you know that the benefits of breast milk extend past one year? It's not like your baby magically wakes up on their first year, their first birthday, and the benefits of breast milk disappear. No, human milk is always going to be the perfect milk for a human baby. So the American Academy of Pediatrics, did you know that they actually recommend to continue breastfeeding until two years and beyond? They really would like it to be a goal of all families to make it to one year, but they have extended that goal to even two years and beyond for families. The one year is kind of more of a minimum. So if you do hit that one year mark, please don't feel pressured to wean and to end breastfeeding before you want to. It's not recommended. It's not necessary in any way to wean right at one year of age. If your baby is under 18 months of age and you're wondering if they are no longer interested in breastfeeding, it's more likely to be due to your baby being distracted and not early weaning. Remember that if your child is under one year of age, breast milk is still their main source of nutrition. So if you do wean before one year of age, you are going to need to supplement until they turn at least one. If you have some breast milk on hand, you can supplement with that. But if you don't have any breast milk on hand, some moms are surprised to hear that their pediatrician will recommend to feed um, formula if they have already weaned and their breast milk is dried up to feed formula until one year of age. So just something important to keep in mind. If you have a really distracted nine month old who's just interested in the world around them, I have some tips for you on how to help with distracted nursers. I'm not going to get into that on this podcast, but that could be super fun to do for a future episode. Um, so they're not weaning. They're just distracted. We can work through that because again, if you do wean before one year of age, you will need to supplement to get you to that one year mark. Okay. So if you're feeling good about that and you're still saying, okay, Brie, but I am ready to wean. I know it's the right time. Then let's move on to tip number two and let's talk about how to wean. So if you found that weaning is necessary or desired, then the best course for you to do is slow and steady. Weaning is not typically something that happens overnight and it's not a great plan to follow because this is going to be an adjustment not only for your baby, but for your breasts as well. And they need to slowly adjust to not making milk anymore. And anytime you just go cold turkey, you can run into problems like clogged ducts and mastitis and all that stuff that is just not fun, not worth messing around with. 
So instead, let's just do it with baby steps and bring it down slowly so that your boobs are feeling good and happy. And also remember, this is going to be a very big transition for your baby as well, because breastfeeding is not just about comfort. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. Breastfeeding is not just about calories. There we go. Breastfeeding is also about comfort and bonding with you. So that's going to be a big transition for your baby to not have that set time every day where they can be close to you and smell you and be near you. So again, it's going to be best done with slow and steady steps. So how I want you to start this is I want you to start weaning by dropping just one feeding. Just pick one feed and that's going to be the only one that we're going to work on getting rid of in the very beginning. Now a little bit more detail about that. I want you to not choose the first in the morning feed or the right before bed feed. Save those for last because those are going to be the trickiest ones for your baby to transition out of. So I would not recommend starting with those. So maybe choose a feeding in the middle of the day. One that is not your baby's favorite, favorite time to sit down with you and feed. So after a few days of that going well, of you dropping that feed, then you can focus on dropping the next one. But here's the thing. If dropping one whole feeding is too much of a transition for your baby or your breasts, then take it even slower and instead just start by dropping the number of minutes in that one feeding. So for example, you take that middle of the day feed and if you try dropping it out completely and your breasts are screaming at you or your baby's screaming at you, <laughs> what I want you to do instead is that if you normally feed for, let's say, 10 minutes during that feed, what I want you to do is the next day when you are getting ready to feed, start by just dropping it down to nine minutes and then maybe the next day drop it down to eight minutes and slowly and slowly progress like that until you get it down to not feeding during that one feed at all. Okay. Once that's going well for a few days, then move on to the next feeding and slowly whittle that one away. Again, leave the first in the morning and the last before bed as the last ones to go. Do you see what I'm talking about here when I say baby steps? It really is just cutting out little bits and pieces here and there. And likely you will probably need to replace that breastfeeding time with another activity where you can still be close to your baby so that she can still feel that comfort and that bonding. So for example, if your baby's having a hard time with you not having that middle of the day feed anymore, you could go on a walk together or you could spend time reading a book together or singing songs together. And then that way your baby can still have that comfort and that bonding and spending time with you and not feel like it's such a hard transition to not breastfeed during that time anymore. Now this is gonna look so different for different families depending on the age of your baby. If your baby is a little bit closer to possibly the one year mark or younger, 
then likely you can just slowly drop these feeds and it may be a smooth transition. It's not really something that you need to talk your baby through because they're likely a little bit too young to understand. Now, if your baby is a bit older, this is something that you can have a conversation with your toddler about, and you can set up boundaries and rules such as no milk during the day, right? And you can even, um, I've watched great presentations on how you can create a fun little book that you and your toddler can, can draw pictures in and, and come up with a good plan such as, oh, when the sun is up, mommy doesn't breastfeed. And you can actually talk through it with your toddler and come up with a list of fun activities that she would like to do with you in place of breastfeeding. So depending on the age of your baby, it's going to look a little bit different, but the same rules apply as far as slow and steady. Let's not do cold turkey, people. Let's take it slow and steady. Okay, tip number three, take care of your breasts. As you are weaning, I want you to think about being familiar with your breasts. Keep an eye out for any clogged ducts or hardened areas that may be forming. What a clogged duct feels like is a hardened area about the size of a pea right under your skin. If you do catch a clogged duct early on, you can clear it out by gently massaging it down towards the nipple. I want you to think of it like a traffic jam from the clogged duct all the way down to your nipple. That whole jammed lane needs to be massaged so that it can get cleared out. Now, if you're not sure how to do breast massage, I do have a highlight bubble on my Instagram page at Breezy Babies where you can watch and see exactly how I do that because that's not something that I can visually show you on a podcast like this. So when you do this gentle massage, you can do it while you are feeding or while you're pumping. Either one will be great. And you can also do it while you're in a warm shower. Any warmth and vibration are helpful, but just remember to be gentle with your breasts. We don't want to do any damage. I like to describe it as using the same pressure as petting a cat. Now, if you are a mama with oversupply, this weaning process is going to have to be a really, really slow transition. And you're going to want to be extra vigilant and watching out for your breasts to make sure that no clogged ducts are starting. You may even want to reach out to an IBCLC and get more tips and tricks about how you can really help to decrease your supply. The crazy thing is, you guys, as hard as starting breastfeeding can be, sometimes it can be just as tricky to stop and turn it off completely. Now for most women, just doing this slow and steady gradual process of decreasing over time is going to be just fine and there's not going to be any problems with clogged ducts because you're going to be keeping an eye out and things are going to progress as normal and you can slowly wean to the point to where you are not producing any milk at all anymore. But like I said, for mamas with oversupply, this could be a little bit of a trickier process. And sometimes there are other things that you can do to help speed up the weaning process and help decrease your milk supply even faster. 
Overall, I rarely recommend abrupt weaning or weaning in a quick way, but there are some situations where that could be very necessary. For example, if a mama was needing to start chemotherapy and um, the weaning process needed to happen very quickly, then that is something that is possible, (laughs) but it's not something that I would recommend under normal circumstances. If you are a mama in a situation where you need to stop breastfeeding very quickly, then again, I would really recommend for you to work with an IBCLC so that you are doing it in a way where you can taper off as slowly as possible. And we can give you some extra tips and tricks to do it in a little bit of a quicker manner. But one thing I will leave you with is please don't ever wrap up your breasts um, or bind them in any way. That's not a great way to decrease your milk supply and it really can actually cause lasting damage when you bind up your breasts in such a way. So let's not do that. Okay, mamas, but please again, don't hesitate to, to reach out to one of us and we can help you through this process. Motherhood is not a process that is great to go through on your own. This is a team effort. There is a community that is here wanting to help you and helping to guide you through. So it's not something that you just have to figure out all on your own because that feels very lonely and very isolating and very overwhelming to be completely honest. (laughs) So, so smart of you for coming and hanging out today, learning some more tips and tricks. I want to leave you with, you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, and you are a good friend to all. You're amazing. Have such a good day.